Amen. All right, uh, let's jump into the word today. Uh, we're going to be talking about rooted in Christ. And that's because we're actually, we're getting ready. We've never done this before, but we're getting ready to do something as a whole church that we're going to try to go through the rooted uh, series together and do that at church, in our small groups, uh, in uh, our recovery group, I mean, everything. We're going to try to focus everything in that direction and do it unified and go through. And I want to lay out a little bit of the reason for that today because uh, we haven't really done something that's everyone circling the wagons and doing this together. And so I want to kind of give the reason and give the heart behind that. Second Peter 3, 9. Uh, I'm going to read this passage. I believe growth is coming uh, to the church. More growth, more people. This is going to grow. And that's not because we want numbers, but this is why. Second Peter 3, 9. The Lord is not slow in keeping his promise, as some understand slowness. But he is patient with you, not wanting anyone to perish, but everyone to come to repentance. And this was written to a church that was struggling, and he's sending it to them, and he's saying, hey, I know that the Lord promised to come back, if you read the whole chapter. I know he promised to come back, and life's hard, and everything's a struggle. But the reason he hasn't come back yet is not because he's a promise breaker. It's because he still wants to save more people. So just keep doing what you're doing. And just keep loving him and serving and helping others and believe that he's going to bring more in. And so we know that he's, the reason God hasn't come back, because you can look around, you can just turn on the news for five minutes and be like, man, won't he just come back and just save us from all these crazy things going on? And he hasn't come back. And the reason he hasn't come back is not because he's slow, not because he's a promise breaker. It's because he still wants to see people saved. Think of where you were before you knew Christ. There's others out there that are where you were. And he wants to bring them to where you are. And so that is why he is waiting, and I believe that God's going to continue to grow and continue to bring people in. Another reason uh, that I think growth is coming is Ezekiel 34, and I was in my prayer time a couple of months ago, and I was reading some scriptures, and I'm not going to go through all of Ezekiel 34, uh, but I would encourage you to read it. Uh, but I'll summarize the passage for you, is that God is actually, through his prophet, he brings a word to the shepherds of Israel, which, you know as you bring that over to our time and you kind of look at what it might represent, would really be speaking to the pastors of his churches. It would be kind of a modern uh, look at that. And he actually spends a whole chapter telling them uh, that you have done all of these wrong things to the sheep, that you are doing things for your own gain, you're doing things for your own glory, and you're getting fat while you leave others hungry, and you're drinking the water and then making it muddy with your feet and nobody else can drink it, and you're thinking about yourself, you're not thinking about my sheep. And he gives a whole, this chapter on it, and then he says towards the end, he says, but I will move my sheep out of that, and I'm going to put them with David. And he's talking about really prophetically the heart of David, people that will really care for them and have a heart after God. And so I believe, and I, in my prayer time, this came up, and I just felt like the Lord was speaking to me that he wants his church back. Uh, if you look around, there's a lot of, and I'm not casting stones at anyone, but there is just a lot of churches where People feel like a number, they don't feel cared for, and they don't feel that they're being cared, and there's pastors that are taking money, or they're doing things uh, wrong, they're doing sexual things wrong, they're doing uh, moral things wrong, I mean, all this stuff, and that's out there. And not just our church, but I just believe that God is starting to move people out of those places and put them in places where people are going to really care for his sheep. And pray to God that we're one of those, because it's not just me, it's all of us, right? Because you'll care for people that I may not know. 
So it's us as a church caring for people. And if we have the heart of God and we really love God and we really love people and we really live like we mean it, which is what we talk about, then we're one of those places that God will bring people and that say, hey, I need, I need to be restored. I need to be healed. I need to be uh, you know, closer to God. I need some things to happen. And I haven't experienced that even though I've been in a church somewhere. And so I just believe that God's starting that and starting to do that more and more. And so I think that we're gonna have people added to our church that um, come from other churches. And you know, when you're a pastor, like I don't want transplant, transfer, because I'm not trying to steal sheep. It's not about stealing sheep. Sometimes God just wants a sheep to be taken care of. And he's like, I'll move them if I need to move them. So we're not going to hunt people, but if God moves people over, we want to be a blessing to them and help them in whatever way that they need. And I believe that more and more of that's going to happen. Um, so if we're growing, then the second thing as I was praying is that the Lord just was speaking to me and said, you know, growth, healthy growth happens inwardly before it happens outwardly. Okay, that's where it's got to be. We're not about amassing numbers. We're about bringing people to Jesus and making an environment where people can feel free to really love God and to love each other and be vulnerable and open and transparent and have real healing and real restoration, all those things. So it happens inwardly before outwardly. And so if that's the case, then we need to focus on rooting ourselves down. Proverbs talks about it. Proverbs 4.23 talks about guarding our heart with all diligence for out of it spring the issues of life, right? Everything flows from our heart. Third John 1.2, he talks about, you know, I pray that you'd prosper in all things even as your soul prospers. So the indication there, if you read that sentence in grammatical order, the soul was prospering before everything else did, right? Because I, I pray that you prosper in all things as your soul is already prospering, right? So the other prosperity is coming out of a soul that's already in a good place versus the world's way is if I prosper outwardly with enough stuff, then my soul will start to have peace and start to prosper, right? It's backwards, And so God wants our soul to prosper first. And so the way that that happens in a church setting, that God designed that is through community and connectedness and then rooting ourselves into Christ. And that's what this series Root is about, rooting ourselves into the teaching of the Lord and into communion week deal for us to all come together and really say, okay, let's be rooted in really the, the basic teaching of the Lord. Well, I already know the basic teaching. Great. Come and help someone else get rooted and also remind yourself, the church in Revelations, he talks to the church of Ephesus, and he says, you guys are doing all the things well, but this one thing, he says, I have against you, that you've lost your first love. In other words, it's never a bad thing to go back to basics. It's never a bad thing to go back to the beginning. Even if we're doing great things, God says, come back to the beginning. And so it's going to be a focus on that together as a community. Colossians chapter 2, verses 1 through 2, uh, he says, I want you to know how much I have agonized, he's writing a letter to the church, agonized for you and for the church at Laodicea and for many other believers who have never met me personally. He says, I want them to be encouraged and knit together, that's a, a togetherness, knitted, like this is the thing, like we're not separately living out our faith, we're knitted together, like we're stuck together. And so he wants us to be that entwined, knitted together by strong ties of love. I want them to have complete confidence that they understood God's mysterious plan, which is Christ himself. So I want them to really dig into this concept of Christ, into understanding Christ, into the rudeness of it, because this is the mystery that's the most important, is that God came down in the flesh, walked among us, and gave his life for us, and loves us. To understand that, so to work on this thing. And then he says, In him lie hidden all of the treasures of wisdom and knowledge. I am telling you this so no one will deceive you with well-crafted arguments, For though I am far away from you, my heart is with you, and I rejoice that you are living as you should and that your faith in Christ is strong. And then he goes on to say, and now, just as you accepted Christ Jesus as your Lord, you must continue to follow him. 
let your roots grow down into him. So it's not just following him on the surface, but let your roots, like get down in. If you've ever tried to pull a plant out of the ground that's been rooted, you can pull it and pull it, and a lot of times you just can't get it all out. And you don't have to get loppers and, 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 and shears and different things to try to cut that thing and get it out because you can't just get it out. It's in. It's almost become a part of the soil. And getting it out is a struggle. He wants us to be so deeply in him that the world can't even get us out of him because we're part of it. Like we've become part of him. We're, we're, we're locked in. Let your roots grow down into him and let your lives be built on him. Then your faith will grow strong in the truth that you were taught, and you will overflow with thankfulness. Uh, This is a picture of a tree, and this is really kind of how Texas trees grow, is they grow big, beautiful, and not very deep. Because it's so humid here, and there's so much moisture here that they don't have to go deep to get water. There's plenty of water on the surface. Well, that's the church today, really, in a lot of ways. There's so much teaching available There's so much water. There's so much 30-second YouTube clips or TikTok clips or uh, verse of the days, the little memes or things shared on on social media or Facebook. There's so many little, like, raindrops, little dew, little stuff. Like, there's so much of it around that we don't really have to stop and focus and dig in because I'm just always getting, I'm always getting moisturized. But I'm never getting in, which is different, to stop and meditate and think and focus and study and dig into the Lord with our hearts. And that's the difference. We can be a tree like this that's on the surface, but we haven't dug in. And guess what? When the storm of life comes, when an offense comes, when a hurt comes, when a financial crisis comes, whatever happens, when something goes down, all of a sudden our tree's like, bam. And everybody looks over and goes, wow, I thought you were one of the strong ones. But it was strong up, but it wasn't strong down. That's true for individuals, but it also can be true for churches as a body. And so as a body, I believe that we're all great people and we're all in a great place and we all love the Lord. So this is not at all a rebuke in any way. But this is saying if more growth is coming, if more of people are coming that are going to need the Lord and they need strength, they need to be built up, right? That's more pressure. That's more that is on our shoulders, right? Somebody, I can't counsel the person, so they got to go to Cody and get his counseling. I can't, I can't do that, right? So they end up going to that. They end up going back to Mike. Mike, I need some counseling right now. I need some help. They go, to, they go to whoever it might be, and they're like, I need some help. Well, every root's got to be down. Every strength has to be there. And we all grow together. So that's the heart of it. This next picture is a, a beautiful flower field. It's so wonderful. Let's look at that. And that's wildflowers. And if you leave them out there, because I've been where there's wildflowers like that. We have some in Texas. We'll get those blue bonnets and things like that. And we have the flowers, and they grow up, and they're beautiful, and they last a long time. They live, and they multiply. And there they are, and it's beautiful. But if I have a flower like that, that's why I brought this one. If I have a flower like that, and this is a nice uh, potted little flower. This is actually my wife's favorite flower, is these uh, type of daisies. And if I give this to her like this, this will last for a while. If we plant it in the yard, it'll last a while, and it might even multiply. might be another one that pops up. But if because I want flexibility and stuff, if I pull them off, right, and I do it like that, it's like, well, I want them to be used however I feel the best about them, and I really want them on my shirt, or I just want them on this counter, or I want to see, like, if I want the ability just to move them around wherever I want, 
I don't want to be committed to this pot. I just want to do what I want. They still are beautiful, but they're not going to last. And they're not going to multiply. And so being rooted is confining. It confines us to Christ. It confines us to his word. It's confining. I got a different idea. I want to do things different. Culture is changing. I want to do things a cultural way. Well, but I can't because I'm stuck in this rootedness in Christ. So I can't just move. There's a confinement to it. But it's in the confinement that there's strength and nourishment because we're locked in. And so that is part of being rooted. And then that's the same when you're talking about relationships. If we, if we run, it's like, well, that's fine, but I don't want to be rooted in relationship. I'll just be rooted in the word. Well, a lot of the work that God does in our life comes through relationship. If we're supposed to do all these things and live like Christ and reflect his image and he was the one that came to forgive, how are you going to model forgiveness if you don't have relationships? Who's offending you? Well, I offend myself. Well, congratulations on that. I've met you. I'm not surprised that you offend yourself. It can happen. But it's in relationship that we can be offended and then forgive. It's in relationship that we can bear somebody's burden. It's in relationship that we can offend, because I offend people, and I can experience the humility of having to ask for forgiveness and be humble, like Jesus, who came down and made himself as if nothing in order to present himself and to serve us. So there's this whole thing that happens in community, but in order to do that, we have to actually be rooted in. Otherwise, when a storm of community comes and somebody does something or says something or interacts with us in a way that we're like, whoa, then we just go, well, I'm out of here because I can go put this in a different pot. Well, okay, but it doesn't produce the same way. It doesn't last the same way. But if I'm stuck and those things happen, then I'm like, okay, well, I don't have anywhere to go. What am I going to do? Well, I'm going to have to work on forgiveness, or I'm going to have to work on communication, or I'm going to have to work struggling in an area, and I need somebody to help me get free from it. And so this whole dynamic happens, and so that's what happens when we get rooted in the Lord and then rooted with each other in community. Ephesians 3, 14 to 17 says, When I think of all this, I fall to my knees, and I pray to the Father, the creator of everything in heaven and on earth. I pray that from his glorious, unlimited resources... He will empower you with inner strength through his spirit. Through all of God's amazing, incredible, glorious resources, he will empower you. Well, how is he going to do that? Well, he goes on. Then Christ will make his home in your heart as you trust in him. Your roots, your roots will grow down into God's love and keep you strong. So all these resources of empowerment and strength and courage and all these things that God has to give us, they come through being rooted. They come through us digging in and being deep enough that he can fill us up with all that stuff. And so we have to be able to do that. We have to be able to lock in and to root that way. And I believe that, that God wants us to have that type of commitment. So my challenge to you guys, and this is a short message today. I'm just about to wrap up, actually, because we have so many baptisms at Super Sunday, and that's important. But listen, my challenge to you is to plug into a group. If you haven't been in a group, then join one. If you've been in one, Stay there. If you look at it and say, well, there's no groups that are on nights or times that I can, I can attend. The, the QR code that we're going to put up, you go ahead and put it up now because we're going to uh, close out on that for a second. The, if you go to the rooted thing to register, there is actually a space on there to say, none of these times work for me. And we will find some other people to put in that time with you 
well, I can only do it in the morning. I can only do it at lunchtime. I can only do it. We will find some people to put in that time with you so that you can have some time to actually work through something together with people and get rooted together and build relationship and plug in deep into the Lord. And this is a, a 10-week deal. So 10 weeks of, of our lives invested into rooting ourselves in Christ and rooting ourselves in relationship. So that's what, we're, that's what we're trying to push towards and gear towards. Your buy-in to that is totally up to you. Will you go to heaven if you don't do it? Yeah. You'll just be a tumbleweed up there blowing around with no roots. But you'll be there. No. You'll go to heaven. This isn't a salvation issue. This is an invitation to get a little deeper with the Lord and to get a little deeper with each other. Because through that, God wants to empower your life and bring healing and bring strength. Amen? All right. Let's bow our heads. Uh, We got root beer floats over there that we don't want to melt in 40-degree weather. Father, I thank you for everybody that's here. I thank you for the baptisms that we got to do today. Lord, I thank you that you are still the same yesterday, today, and forever. Father, that you healed, that you delivered, that you forgave. Lord, that you loved. I want to do that. You are still doing that. Lord, you're still doing that in us. Lord, I thank you that you also want to do that through us. And I pray, God, that over these next several weeks that you will help us to, Lord, just do exactly this. Dig deeper and get rooted into that. Lord, we thank you for who you are. We thank you for all you've done in our lives. I pray you bless everyone this week in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. All right, guys, uh, stick around and make a friend and get to know some people. Down the hallway, uh, we're going to have the root beer floats and stuff, but stick around and enjoy some people and build some relationship. We love you guys. Take the next step and visit www.thebeatchurch.com and get connected with a community committed to applying these truths in their everyday lives. You can also give now to support our messages by visiting www.thebeatchurch.com give.